Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. So here it is, folks. It is episode 20 of the Open Bar Talk podcast. Uh, I got a uh, really dope guest. I'm very excited to introduce him in just a minute. But before I do that, I'll tell you how you can find the show. We are at openbartalk at gmail.com. Open Bar Talk on Instagram is another place to get at us. Uh, I post crazy stories of when I was a fucking drunk maniac uh, on my Open Bar Talk uh, IG page. So go look that up. Uh, if you're wondering who I am, I am Jim Search. Uh, you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Uh, you can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. I make it super easy in terms of branding. Uh, to find the show, platform-wise, uh, you can go on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Uh, these are all places to download the show. Uh, you know, If you go on iTunes, uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. That will really help out the show. And, you know, I'm very, again, very excited to uh, hear this bartender's tales. I mean, I've known this dude for years. Very funny dude. Uh, super excited. Uh, we were just uh, having a really in-depth conversation about shitty movies. And I was like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to have a good one. So, uh, George Gordon, everybody. George, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, man, you know what? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, I feel like, oh, I should also add uh, folks who are listening as if you don't know. Uh, we are certainly in a global crisis, and uh, because of that, uh, people don't leave their houses to do shit for the most part. Um, but, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, in terms of my days, like, they're very much uh, peaks and valleys. Like, one day I'd be like, yeah, you know, what? this is, we're going to get through this, we'll be all right. And other days I'm like, well, where the fuck are the zombies? Because yeah, they should be coming sooner or later. Um, but in, in, in answer to your question, yeah, can't complain for the most part. Um, you know, still getting paid for my job and all that shit. Uh, so I can't, can't complain. But uh, what about your everything? Yeah, we were talking a little bit before, but like, how is life uh, in the bar? It's a, uh, it's, it's a series of highs and lows. There's some days when I'm like, this is, this is okay. I can make it through. And there's other days where I'm just sort of like, wow, this is like a, this is this is kind of lame because like uh, my life is spent basically bartending, doing shows, going to shows, and bowling. <laughs> All four things I just can't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pretty much just named like the first things that were on the chopping block of fucking. Yeah, it's yeah. It's basically like somebody took well, took away my wife, my mistress. My uh, my like girl on the side, and all my kids basically all in like one, one swoop. Oh, swoop, yeah. So like it's it's been an adjustment, but I I'm, I'm making it through. I'm watching a lot of terrible movies. And yeah. Oh yeah. Playing cat. You know, it's funny. I like I kind of had excuse me. I kind of had a similar revelation uh, to you in terms of what life was like. Um, and it was just like two days ago. I was just like. I've for the past decade of doing comedy, I have been out involved in stand up in some capacity for the last ten years. Right. That's not happening anymore. Like from when this started to now, you know, and I don't count like Zoom shows and shit like that. Um, have you done a Zoom show? 
not like an officially structured one. I say that only in that, like I was in a zoom happy hour with some friends and, you know, they were asking me like, so, you know, do you still like, how do you do stand up? I was like, well, I don't really. And they're like, would you do it right now? I was like, would you pay me money? They're like, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, all right, fuck it. So I basically did like whatever, 10 minutes of stand stand up comedy. uh, And they paid me. So like, that's the closest I think I've come to doing is really. And I'm kind of like on the other way because like I've got a friend of mine in in Virginia who's like who's like, hey, there's a bunch of like healthcare workers who would love to have a comedian tell them jokes. Can you write like ten to fifteen minutes of material? And I'm kind of like, mm, I don't. It just seems off for me because like uh, I like the. I like actually the standing up part of it. <laughs> I'm a little too relaxed. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not knocking it because I know some people are actually kind of enjoying doing that sort of thing. But I would prefer like if I was just to sit here and tell a story and then they could watch it at their own thing rather than me sit here looking at a bunch of faces looking at me. Right. Yeah. It's I mean, again, it's a very there's that weird sort of upside down uh, Stranger Things reference here. It's like it's like the upside down of stand up. Like, right. So many like things that are counterintuitive to what we know stand up to be, but then there's some like sort of similar similarities where like oh okay I kind of get where this is, but for the most part yeah again it's so not normal of what we know you know so I hear yeah, no, like it's like because I don't love the interaction part with the audience and I feel like a Zoom show could like they're gonna want to like because we're like talking to each other at this point we're not like I'm not like up here performing and they're Right, exactly. we're like having a we're having a, a call. Yeah, so hey, oh, you were there for that. That's crazy. I was like, I kind of remember that happening too. Like, well, this is kind of a monologue and not like. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, and then you know, I think within that sort of space of stand up, there is the differentiation between you as the comedian and them as the audience, right? Right, you right. Page by yourself with a microphone, they're in a crowd with no microphone. Well, right. a Zoom show, we all have a microphone within reason, of course, and we are all sitting down. So, right. different, right? Yeah, but, no, I mean, like, I, I, you know what I have enjoyed? I have enjoyed the, uh, the, the producers and the singers who've been DJing. Mm, mm-hmm. It's been kind of incredible. And in a way, I kind of would, if there's a way to do it that way, which there's just no, like, commenting from, maybe just a stream of comments, but, like, and you're just saying stuff right then yeah i think that i i, I understand what you're where you're going with yeah that. or uh, i just put like tracks from my record yeah it, it's i don't know <laughs> i hope i just hope this all ends at some point um but anyway uh as we as we digress uh and uh, get into uh you know the stories, right? Uh, you know about being in the bar game, right? Um, uh, I've got a few. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm, and I'm very excited to hear uh, all of what you got. But you know, before we get there, um, you know, why don't you tell uh, us, the audience, and me as the host, uh, how did you get into bartending? Like, what was your what was your beginning story? What, what did that look like for you? You know, I was thinking about this the other the other day. How did I get? to this industry and I and I think it goes back to probably when I first moved to New York I was working at a uh, a restaurant in Brooklyn Heights and uh 
And it was like right when I first started doing comedy here in New York. So I, in essence, I was like, this is only like a side thing. I'm going to be like the next big thing. It was like 14 years ago. <laughs> so like, uh, and uh, there was like, um, um, they moved me from one of the servers to one of the managers. And I always resisted being the bartender because all bartending does when you get a bartending job is lead to other bartending gigs. Because right. for some reason, we can never make enough money. It's like, oh, that's, oh, I, I would love to work at a place in which like I have no interaction with the crowd. I just work at, next thing you know, you're looking for a job that's like that. It's like, oh, I'd love to just be like a service bartender. Next thing you know, you're like, you just get looking for a job like that. So in essence, I knew back then, it was like, I don't want to ever get a bar job and then get another bar job and get another bar job. Right. And I was putting tables at this restaurant a couple years later. So this is like 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And again, I was so on that track. I was like, hey, I've got another thing going on. I don't ever want to be a bartender here. And then the one day the bartender that was supposed to be working that night didn't show up. <laughs> we're waiting tables and they're like, uh, it's like, uh, we'll just have George do it. He knows what all the tricks are. I'm like, no, listen, I don't, it's not really my thing. I don't, nope. wanna, yeah, I don't want to do that. It's like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's just easy. You just do this, 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 this. And I'm like, whatever. And the next thing you know, that person was fired, and then I became the bartender. And that that whole thing I was trying to not do. <laughs> you start working, you start working at this bar. You're like, wait a second, there's got to be better bar jobs than this. This is silly. And next right. thing you know, you're like you're like, oh, I got to get a better bar job. And next thing you know, you're like, and then you get to a point where you're like, I've done every bar job ever imagined. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you really like, you know, you, you you basically did like the opposite of speaking it into existence. Yep. Like, this is the reverse of, like, not speaking it into existence and then you just being pulled into the world of bartending. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew, like, at, at, see, I guess I'm, like, 30, 29 or 30. I was, like, I knew that, like, back then I was, like, there's no way because the moment this becomes a thing, then it'll just keep, keep becoming a thing. Right. Yeah, 10, 11 years ago. So, been a bartender ever since. And you've been rocking it ever since, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, like, I, I, there's definitely a lot of power that people don't understand. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I enjoyed that. Like, there's not many job places that you could just tell somebody to go fuck themselves, and there not be any repercussions. I can tell <laughs> somebody to go fuck themselves and never come back. Yes, and but it's gonna be like I'm gonna call your manager. It's like, well, I'm the fucking manager, so go fuck yourself. I actually do call the manager because then you'll get me, and I'm gonna tell you yeah. go fuck yourself again. So <laughs> yeah, and then it's, and then you can't do that in like a corporate setting. You can't tell your boss. It's yeah, exactly. And even I would even go so far as to say, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Having worked uh, in the uh, uh, waiting side of things, but like, I feel like even when you're a waiter, you don't really have that power to be like no. fuck out of the restaurant, right? Nope. You know, because they then your boss is like, well, wait, what? No, they right, you got to go. Right. They as a bartender is like, because it's you're less likely to believe the person who isn't drinking mm -hmm. over the person who is drinking. Yeah, and you're more likely to believe the person who's waiting than the person who is waiting on you, which is crazy because like it's like you would think it would be a reverse of that. It's like, you'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't be more inclined to believe the waiter that this person's an asshole than the, 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 the person who's getting served. But no, it's like, it's, it's, it's weird. And I've seen people like do some shady shit as a waiter because they got pissed off by the person and they get fired the next day. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's funny because I feel like 
there's this sort of, uh, you know, I don't really know how to make it into a joke or anything like that, or just, it's just a way of life. But it's like, if you are ever talking to the police and you start your story with, well, I was at a bar or I was drinking, they go, what? We're done here. Yeah, exactly. And that extends so far, even into the world of just like being bounced from a bar. Like, if you go to the owner of a bar and you're like, that guy's an asshole, he's going to be like, you're drunk. Right. <laughs> and that's my bartender. And he said he'd free you to leave. So I trust him. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's weird. Cause I think the, the reason why like I was able to sort of like make the natural progression from waiting tables to being a bartender, the reason why everybody wanted to keep, or why I was kept as a bartender was from waiting tables is my calm demeanor. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, and it was like a use. If you have a bartender who's like on full tilt, it's not going to work. But if you got to do this, like honestly, kind of chill, and it's from years and years of waiting tables because you can't do that thing. <laughs> you can't react to that. You know, like, oh, sorry. Let me let me sort of fix that, and so it's like let me let me get somebody here to help you out. So yeah, you need a, you need that sort of zen like demeanor and approach. Yeah. You have you know I've known. Right. Time and yeah, that I would say that's one of the first things that comes to mind is George's pretty even killed human being and you ain't gonna rattle him. Yeah, no, I mean, so that's kind of reason why I was like, no, you'd be good at this. I'm like, eleven years more strong, ten years, I think. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, it is, and with that being said, right, ten years in the game, uh, I'm fairly certain that you have many a plenty stories of uh, being behind the bar and watching the world unfold? I've got a few. There's like, uh, I was thinking about this this morning of like, what are some of my favorite stories? And, and like, uh, and I like what you're doing this podcast. And I kind of want to differentiate my stories from like other bartender stories, because you're always going to have the, the drunk person. You're going to have like the, the fight that happens in the middle of the night. You're going to have like, maybe like a couple doing Coke in the bathroom, because those are all things that are normal in the bar business. So I started thinking of stories that I thought were abnormal from the times that I've been bartending. And uh, and I'm going to go in, in, in order. So the first one is like at the place where I said I was, where I first became a bartender mm-hmm. was uh, waiting tables. And uh, oddly enough, I never worked there at night. Maybe like a handful of times I worked at night. The shifts that I worked there when I first started working there as a server who became a bartender was I worked brunches. Okay. As you know, in New York, are fucking crazy. <laughs> they very much are. To the point where I was like, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> because, like, hell, I mean, like, you, you, you're only working Saturdays and Sundays. You get there at, like, 9 or 10. And it's just like, and I'm 29, and I'm still in New York. I'm a still very new New Yorker. So 29 in New York, it doesn't really matter. I might as well be, like, 16. I was like... It's like a first like year in the city. I'm like, oh my god, New York City! Can you believe the bar is able to four? And it's just like just so. Needless to say, those shifts that I worked on uh, Saturdays and Sundays as a brunch bartender with a lot of me shaking, pouring out the coffee, party <laughs> like until like a handful like hours before I had to be in the work. And uh, and I'm like serving drinks, and it's clear that I didn't have no business being behind the bar because I probably reaped as much booze as that I was out there selling. Right. And the place I worked at was bumping mm-hmm. from 9 30, 10 o'clock. So I had to be there at like 9. We'd be open at like 10. And from 10 30 till about 3 30, we were on like 
of just a complete weight. Just a line around the building just to get some overpriced eggs and some French toast. Shit, man. It was it was intense and like uh and I'm bartending and I'm just sweating booze. <laughs> my pores. And it was it was like blood money because I mean even though the money that we made was not bad, it was like two hundred bucks from like nine thirty to four o'clock, two or three hundred bucks. But then you're just by the end of it, you're just like I I can't even see straight because I'm so fucking tired, and I'm like suffering through a, a terrible hangover, and I've been serving food and drinks to to people for five and six hours. The crazy thing about brunch is people that they don't just order like, can I get a water? They're like. Can I get a water and a coffee? Can I get a mimosa? Or what are you having? Oh, I'll have that too. There are, it's like five people with like 15 <laughs> drinks. <laughs> and you're just like, you're like, come on, what are we doing? So this place I'm working at on Saturday, this one Saturday at brunch, this is like 11 years ago. It's again, packed. Okay. i around the building and I'm suffering through what feels like the worst fucking hangover because it's a Saturday and I went out the night before. And uh, I didn't really, those early years of me living in New York, I knew I did not take care of myself, like mentally, as far as like, I was like, all right, if you're going to be working in the morning, you probably shouldn't go out. Back then I was like, I don't know, shouldn't care. It's yeah. like, we're all going to die. <laughs> Fact. Go and I don't, I don't know what was going on outside, but apparently the wait was just way too long. Okay. One dude who starts wilding out. Okay. This is, a Saturday day. <laughs> I like a Saturday night. No. My man I got maybe thrown out of this bar. I was like, fuck this place. This is a Saturday day. Which takes on a whole other connotation. Like, it takes a whole different vibe and energy when you are fucking losing your mind at 12 uh, yeah. Saturday afternoon. Like, where, so, where are you? Go on. I don't, I don't even know what was going on in his head, but, like, my man... My man came back, and next thing you heard, shots fired. (laughs) 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 No bullshit. No bullshit. It was like, cock, 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 cock. At like 1 o'clock on a Saturday day. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man. Yo. Yeah, I mean, that's how how good the bags were, I guess. That's how good that French toast was. He was ready to dump shots. Yeah, yeah. It was like, cock, 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 cock. And the whole bar hit the deck. And I remember thinking, like, I walked by, and it was like one of the bullet holes was like, like maybe I, I missed it by like a couple feet. Holy shit. And I look over, I, I forget my man's name, Brandon. Brandon was like, oh, my, we almost just died over some motherfucking French toast and eggs. <laughs> 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 Yo, like again, the psychology behind that, dude, and also on both sides of it. Now, I mean, we talked about the fucking maniac who would shoot a gun at twelve thirty yep. over some eggs. Over some egg. I don't know what happened outside, but it went down. He was like, "Fuck this, this is it." I'm gonna yeah. put a point out here, right? Yeah. And then I was gonna say on your side of the fence, right? Of just like, you know, this is not like what anyone anticipates a part of their job, especially a Saturday yeah. brunch shift. Yeah, it is a brunch shift. This is the last thing that is supposed to happen on your on your watch. Yeah, no, if, if this has been a club in like uh, limelight era, New York City, like 1995, I would have been like, all right, well, that's what it is. 
Yeah, or one of those motherfucker parties from like the late 90s, like 98, 99. Yeah. Where? Or just something along those lines. No. Brunch shit, 2007, 2008. Where New York. <laughs> Martin, motherfucker, came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, you know, in the 20, uh, 20 episodes I've done here, this is the first uh, brunch shootout. Yeah. I've heard. Now, here's my question is so guy shoots gun, everyone fucking hits the deck. Everybody hits the deck, place is packed. Right. I mean, you know, the everyone is on the fucking floor. Um where did he get like did he I mean I'm assuming he left. He ain't sticking around. He he bounced. Now remember, I'm like seeing this from the inside of the place. Okay. So I don't know which direction he ran in or where he even came from in the beginning. Was he waiting in line and or whatever? And we decided, it's like, no, 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 I'm not fucking around with this. It's like, so that's the part of the story I've always wondered what happened to that dude. Because it's like, it's, it's clearly like he was like, he clearly bounced. He's like, I'm fucking out. Yeah, you can't stick around, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, yeah, and like, I mean, again, just so much of what his backstory is, is where did he go now? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Now the yeah. show up, right? They, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which anything, and I was like, no. And everybody's like, the cops are here at the place. We trying to get fucking eggs and shit. <laughs> I just wanted to have a bloody mary. I know, right? And I'm just trying to get. We had this cocktail. There was this fruit punch cocktail. It was actually kind of dope, but like after like two of them, you're like, yeah, get this shit out of here. Right. But it was like, popped off with champagne. I just remember. I can't remember what the name it was called. Uh, I think it was just called the rum punch. Okay. People were coming in. I was like, I'm coming by for that rum punch. Yeah. It was a good drink. Mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't drink more than two of them because one, you'd be, it's two kinds of rum and fruit juice. I, I was like, that's that shit here. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. sugar. That's, that's all that sugar. And you top it off with champagne. Jesus Christ. I mean, that is, that's going to, you want a hangover. Yeah, I know, right? See your body plow through a mound of sugar. You'll feel it. Yeah, uh, that. For some reason, that's those Saturdays and Sundays at that place. We'd have a band playing on Saturdays. This Ooh. this place was was yeah. it Saturdays or Sundays? All the brunches were nuts. Well, I mean, I feel like you really started up, came in a strong lead. You put, <laughs> really, you, I'm I'm really intrigued to see where we could possibly go from a gunshot uh, on a Saturday, but. Yep. but it's 10 years of experience, so I'll let you speak to it. So, like, um, I leave that job because I'm going to do one from each, like, or at least kind of, like, one kind of places that I worked at. Sure, I yeah. Leave that job, and then I go work at a punk rock uh, dive bar venue okay. in another part of Brooklyn. I had a friend of mine who was the bar manager who uh, was like, hey, we're looking for bartenders at the spot. And uh, I was like, didn't they close that spot? And I remember this spot from back in the day because it was like a, it was a Coke den. Okay. So okay. like, imagine like, it's just like you go, it's like punk rock slash metal slash Coke fucking place that I'm, that I like that closed because they were operating without a liquor license. This place was off the rails, literally. And, and like, they was like, we was like, hey, we rehired it. We had a new management, none of that drug shit. And I was like, yeah, right. I mean, because once you're known as a coke den. You're a coke den. You're a coke den. 
That's and it. even when I was there, I would because I remember going there like when I first moved here, and it was like you would see, look around and like mm, there's something off about this place. Yeah, yeah. There's like all this fucking cocaine, and uh, <laughs> it's like I have never again, again, like I'm still kind of like new to New York. I've never been in places where it was just out in the open. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always like you always hear about like I'm running the bathroom, fucking whatever. But this, yeah. this for some reason that. Mid two thousands for something like New York just was like a coke made like a like a like a resurgence. And I was like, what, you, what year is this? Why are we doing this? And uh, so we go. I go to bars and like it was like you just see people chopping up on the on the back table. Like I was like, what? Whoa, New York City. So and I worked at a place like that. They were like, all right, we're reopen. Then that fucking drug shit. Everybody's like dealing out of this place. Like the bartender used to deal when I went there years before I worked there. Got it. And the owner was like a big time cokehead because he owned the building. He was he was like a, he was like one of those rich people, like old school rich New Yorkers whose parents owned the building. He was like, I'm gonna fucking live upstairs and I'm gonna own a bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But it turned into like his own like personal bar. Right. Like, he from downstairs, like get a cocktail, go back upstairs, and it's like, all right, well, anyway. all right. So we had, we would book, they would book shows and they would usually book metal shows because the metal people and the, uh, and the like punk people, they were all like major drinkers because they just, they, that's just how it is. It's like the hip hop we had weren't great because like, like hip hop, the kids who would go see hip hop were all, they just, they smoked weed and they drinking was like a thing. And I don't know if he was famous then. Or if he's famous now, or if he ever had a run at all, I remember he being him being a thing. And my boss is like, "Hey, we got a show this week." It was like, uh, "I was like, what show we got?" He's like, "Do you know the rapper Riff Raff?" Like, <laughs> rapper Riff Raff. Yeah, fuck is Riff Raff. <laughs> this is like before he's even peaked. Yeah, like, wow. I he's on the MTV show because remember he's on like some. Yeah, I remember my boss. Who the fuck is Riff Raff? He's on G's to Gents. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was on that. He was. This is like, so this was probably maybe before that or right during that. Yeah. Like, like where it was like, we're bartending the Riff Raff show. It was like the Riff Raff show. I was like, yeah, I think I remember. Like, I guess hear something about him. And it is as wild and as bizarre as you would ever imagine. Okay. He, he's First off, he's fucking strange looking. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's uh neon braids. Yeah. And you know, just covered in tats. Yeah. Grilled just grilled out. Yeah, yeah. He, got, yeah. he had this weird I remember he had this weird fucking weird like, mustache thing. It was like sideburns that were like designed like it was right, like right, right. sideburns. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're working we're we gotta work this event and he asked for like he asked for his writer. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. This is what he asked for. He's like, he asked for like 10 chicken pizzas for him and his crew. Okay. Like just pizza with like fried chicken on it. We we're like, what? All right. A case, of, a case of Red Bull, a case of free Red Bull, like uh, the Red Bull free and a case of Hennessy. And he wanted a, he wanted a table in the basement. Swear to God, no bullshit. He wanted a table in the basement alone from the stage so he could do coke off of. So here I'm like, we're not the coke dad. <laughs> here we are trying not to be the coke dad, and he's trying not to be the coke dad. I need my own table for cocaine. 
I need my own table for cocaine. It was like it, it was like the manager came in. It was with the with the rider, and it was like ten chicken pieces, a case of Red Bull, a case of free Red Bull, and a case of Hennessy for him and his crew. The crew shows in, and it's just like it's it's kind of hard to describe how off the wall everybody was. Clearly, just drugged out of their mind. Sure. Yeah. 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 But like honestly, it was like they were like a combination of like freaks and like uh, like hanger-ons, and then there was a couple dudes who were like, I was like, yo, are you really? Because I wanted to ask like someone was like, yo, I know this is your man. Is, is, is y'all cool? Is he cool? Because yeah. <laughs> he looks fucking weird. <laughs> is everything all right with everyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Security is like security was all dudes like wearing like remember that like uh, the Craig Mack like like leather jacket type deals like uh and just like and they all kind of roll in together and i'm just like this is this is crazy this is bizarre. he starts on stage he plays a couple songs with like a backing track okay he's all fucked up i think he paid played for like 25 minutes and was out wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. 25 minute show <laughs> oh yeah yeah i went, went downstairs there was a couple girls that were like and we're talking hot. A couple of girls at the show was like, we're just trying to see Rip Rap. Like, security opens the door. And now they, and they, one of them was wearing, like, I remember she was wearing, like, an American flag. Like, like just, like, top. It was bizarre. It was like, it was like we just trying to see Rip Rap for, like, a minute. And they're like, and they opened the door to this SUV, got in the car. And then they're like, my man, Craig Mack, in the fucking leather jacket. They all fucking bounce. Oh my god! So the girls came in down to the basement, which is I guess the basement. It was like a it was like a solid like fifteen twenty people went down there. Yeah, this is like to see riff raff, bunch of coke. But my boss was like, uh, I guess we're coked in again. Holy shit, man! Now yeah, are, you bartending? are you bartending? Are you bartending? Okay. I'm bartending, and I'm also like bringing down the case of sugar free Red Bull. But to this day, I'm like. The, the crazy thing was, is like I don't think he drank. He maybe drank a bottle. I think I think he was like maybe even passing it out to people. Mm. Like, you know, we got a case of Hennessy, we got a case of Red Bull. We got it was the sugar free Red Bull that cracked me up. It was like the sugar free Red Bull. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and also I guess it's funny because it's just like of all the horrific things to put in your body, you draw the line at the sugar free Red Bull. Sugar, the sugar. Just I can't have that sugar in me. Hennessy. Chicken pizza and cocaine. Chicken pizza, cocaine. Yep. Sure, no prob, but no sugar in that rebel, man. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he played. Jim, I want to say he was on stage a solid twenty minutes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, because the bar was away from the stage, so like a couple was like, "I'm gonna go fucking see Riff Raff." Right. Yeah. So yeah. We, like, we went out there, and I was like, "This is fucking whack," but like. But he was just like it wasn't even like whack in a sort of sense of like this is bad. It was whack of like he's just completely fucked up, right? Yeah, <laughs> fucking out of his mind. Out of his mind. He's like and he's wearing like these crazy like pro wrestler shades. He looked out. Right. He looked completely insane. But I mean, that guy had a. I don't know if that was the beginning or the end of his fifteen minutes. But I remember thinking it was like I just bartended the motherfucking riff rash. Well, I can say just very quickly that, like, you know, I actually, I follow Riff Raff on Instagram, and uh, he's got a following, man. Like, really? 
he really does. And like, you know, and I get it because it's like, it's that unique look. He's super in shape now, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's fucking jacked. So he's um, probably, he probably quit doing drugs because this is, how old is he now? Because like, I want to say this is probably like nine years ago. Um, I want to say maybe, if I had to guess, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can't speak to it. But what was that MTV show that he was on? G's to Gents. And that was early 2000s. So I'd have to say he's probably like mid to late 30s, if I had to guess. Okay. Because like, uh, did it make sense? That, I mean, that, 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 that tracks well, because I guess he's like, so when he's bartending, when I'm bartending the Riff Raff show, he's probably, he's probably peaking. Yes. He hasn't hit the, 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 point, the top of the mountain yet. Yeah, because there was people there. They were drinking, and they were getting fucked up, but not as fucked up as he was. He was <laughs> yeah. He was lit the fuck up. Just, wow, just like, I wish I – it's one of those things where, like, whenever you hear things like, and like, man, that can't be true. I was like, I wish I'd saved that writer. Just the stuff oh, that he wanted. That was so fucking insane. That would have been fucking great. I would have put it up on the podcast. Or put it yeah, up. it was like just a coffee – just like a little table in the basement. Yep. So he can do fucking coke off him. I just want one little table. I need that. <laughs> all right, you know, you know what what the what the talent wants, the talent gets. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, I will pack it out. And, and you know what? Look, you know, when you have that sort of rider, you know, there's a reason because you can bring in that fucking crowd who's gonna check for that shit. I wonder. So, I, I wonder how much he made because he was like he was one of the. It was like a it was a, a show put on by a promoter, right? So, like, and it wasn't a promoter that we hired. I wonder how much he would have made because I'm like, it's it to this day is still like he walked past me and I was like, this motherfucker is cracked out, <laughs> just dilated pupil. Yeah, yeah. Just... And wow, man! And you know, again, as a bartender, you see it all. You want yeah, yeah. higher shit show play out and again here i was like you know what where do we go from a gunshot at a brunch because <laughs> all my other ones are just normal fucking bar shit it's just oh, like this is great man these are I, <laughs> I feel like you're you uh you know on your 20 episodes i didn't think uh a bartender would be bringing again a gunshot and a riffraff concert but yeah yeah oh that's so much fun man um but yeah what i mean is there any other uh just not that you probably haven't heard from i mean like i listen to the the occasional bad tender dates and like uh it's it's funny like i i i I don't understand with dudes when they'll when they think they say something like smart right but in essence they're saying something racist it's <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> that it's and not only is it racist and stupid but it's also like they think it's so profound and never yeah, yeah. before right that it's like i don't mean to sound racist but and it's like well yeah it's like oh you just fucked up you just fucked up man it's like it's like you know the message was wrong but like as I far know. as organization hitler <laughs> like knew what he was talking like what the fuck are you talking about yo <laughs> yeah this is, this is you you're you're really trying to defend the undefensible at this yeah point. on a date on, on a, a date. date 
you know, because if it's any time when you've met this girl for the first time ever, you know what I should do is just talk the most reckless toxicity I can. It's just, you start saying some just completely like, my oh, man. Yo, fam, this is. Yeah, I, like, and I, I've, I've learned, I've mastered the art of like listening without reacting. Sure, sure, yeah. And every yeah. once in a while, like, I'll just go like, that's, that's what I mean. That's, those are words. Yeah. And it's still like, it, it's, it hasn't, I mean, it's, it's, it's worked out like a couple times, but like, there's been like a, there's been a few times when like some girl's been like some terrible date and I was like, and it, and it'll leave. And I'm just like, wow, that's sorry. I'm just like, and I'm like, you want to do a shot? Yeah. And next, you know, it's just like, you know, you just like, you're, you're all right. I'm like, well, you know, I'm also not stupid like that too. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I, 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 I sometimes I was like, yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, I, I won't. So this kind of works out to your favor to watch these horrific train wrecks. And then you kind it's of every once in a while. I mean, like, uh, I try not to sort of it's called crossing the bar. And I haven't done that in a while. But uh, like, uh, okay. I didn't know there was terminology for. Oh, man. I mean, like I'm writing like a I'm writing a, a, a screenplay slash like a, who knows, like pilot about like an aging womanizing bartender. I wonder where I fucking got that from. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by true events. Yeah, no shit. It was like I think I may even call the character Greg, just so <laughs> just so like it has the the same letters of my name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You got to write to what you know, right? Isn't that exactly. one of the basics of no. uh, writing? Is you know, write what you know. It's like like the notorious Big said. You know, if I worked at McDonald's, I'd talk about French fries and milkshakes. But I'm yeah. in the street, so I talk about okay. drugs and guns. That's I mean, like, like I said, there's like the power is, 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 it can be like, for some dudes, it'll turn into like a problem. But like, there's been times when I've worked in my life, and it's been like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's just a random girl sitting at the end, and I'm just like, and it's somebody who I've met before, or like kind of know. And she'll yeah. just slip me a note that'll just say, like, get all these people out of here so you can take me home. And I'm just like, okay, last call. Glad we got to wrap this thing up. It's like, oh, you got a full bear? Take it with it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, there's going to be a fire soon. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? We have to go. And we all should fucking leave. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so I'll know when I, uh, when I swing by your bar after this is all over, if I'm there on the late tip and, you know, I hear that last call at, like, yeah. And there's thirty. It's like oh, girl with like basically a drink that looks like it hasn't been drank out of in like three hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, now uh, now now I see how the uh, now I see behind the curtain. You know what I mean? No, it's like uh, you can you can only you could do it for for so long. I I know some people who have like taken it to another level. I'm like, good god, dude. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, maybe uh, is this uh, is this even fun anymore? Is yeah, that, I know, right? It was like, uh, I know, it. It like, uh, if, when, if you're young, I highly yeah. recommend it. Give it, a, like, give it a, it's like, uh, like, give it a couple of years. It's like the yeah. peace corps in the 60s. Yeah. It's like, everybody yeah. should do it for a minute and then, like, get, go get your head out of your ass and go do something. Tell, tell your wild oats, man. 
so anyway, uh, thank you. Yeah, these are really uh, engaged stories. I, oh, thanks for having me, man. You know, I have to say, again, um, I really didn't think we were going to go the way we did. And I'm glad we did, mind you, because, you know, I, having done, you know, a, a certain number of these, you're like, all right, like you said, like, you know, I certainly kind of, we kind of go on a certain trajectory, which is good because I feel like there's so many uh, um, iterations of those stories, which I love to hear. Right. Um, you know what? Gunshots and riffraff. <laughs> and I'm glad it was, mind you. I'm absolutely. I'm a, I'm going to, I'm going to message you. Cause I got to find out when that riffraff show was. It's like, Oh, cause it's gotta be, it's, it's every bit of 10 years ago. I, I'd love Yeah. I mean, definitely. If you can get, uh, dig the research. I'd love to was riffraff a thing 2010? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, uh, you know, again, I feel like, I don't know if he's necessarily seen the mainstream. I don't know. Like, I'm not a riffraffologist by any stretch. Uh, but I, like, do know, I do know enough to know that, like, he has built a he has built a following of some capacity. I don't right, right. know what the depth of the capacity is of that following, but I know that he's been able to cultivate a following. And you and I, we're like hip-hop people. So, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. at the time, like, seeing him, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm like, is this like, is this like, is this only built for Cuban links? Is this like the low end theory? I mean, is it like things that are like, that I cherish is like, is it like these things? And I'm like, I'm not fucking listening. To that. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's an acquired taste. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I figured. But yeah, no, I watched some of the show was like, all right, you know what? If you want it, you want it. Right. But yeah. you know, Anyway, um, so yeah, again, thank you for uh, bringing the, uh, yeah, the story portion, uh, and then, you know we're going to get into our next segment, which is questions for our guests, right? So I All have right questions uh, that I ask each, each partner that comes on, and you know I'm very excited to hear what you've got. And so here they go. Our first question: What is a misconception that people have about being a bartender? The misconception that people have, it really depends on like the bar. Sure. The, the misconception that people will have about being a bartender is that we're all like excited about making drinks. That <laughs> <laughs> like we were, our dicks get really fucking hard. When you ask for like a prohibition era cocktail that you had at a place in fucking Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> this. That's not why I'm here. Yeah, it was like, I was like, and I think that's the one thing that, like, I find myself was like, listen, I love cocktails. I love drinking, to be quite honest with you. I just, but uh, it's like, know and read the room. Like, if right. you had a place that's like, that's like, that looks like they do one thing, they'll go, you know what I can go for right now? A mojito. Would you love making a mojito right now? I'm like, listen, we're not at a place that you would have that. I mean, look around. Yeah, like I, was at a, I was at a dive bar not very long ago when we were still able to drink in bars. Sure. And uh, and this is like a beer and shot kind of place. There's like graffiti on the walls. It smells. And somebody ordered like, you know what I go for right now? A martini. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I mean, they haven't washed the fruit over there in probably 20 years. It's like, that's yeah, what you want to drink? they have a martini glass? Like, yeah, no, I think she poured it in like a like a like a highball. Yeah, so, I was gonna say I'd be willing to bet there's probably not even the yeah. stuff for that shit. 
Um, so, I think that's a, the common misconception is like that we're excited. We're like, oh, so I excited. Can't wait to make this. Uh, so next question. What is the biggest tip you've ever received as a bartender? Uh, I've, there's, I've, I've had some celebrities that have come in. Um, uh, and uh, this one celebrity whose name I'm not going to mention, who I like very, very much. Mm-hmm. Whenever he comes in, he tips the amount of what he's just got. So, like, if he's gotten, like, $100 worth of, of drinks, he'll tip $100. Oh, wow. And there's been a couple times, like, he's, he's like, I want to tip more, but here's some cash. Shit. He an absolute sweetheart. Um, I don't want to mention his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, but uh, he's the best. He's probably one of the best tippers that I've ever had. And I'm trying to think, maybe, I, I'm thinking we all think it's, like, maybe he worked in the industry. This motherfucker's on TV. Like right. five bucks a week, so he, and he tips like he's like, he's like, hey man, I'm like, I got lucky. Let me give some money to the people who who aren't as lucky as I am. Pay it forward. That's how he thinks, but like, no, he he tips whatever it is plus that. So it's a hundred dollar check. He'll leave a hundred dollars. That's fucking dope. But hey, that's my dude too. I, hey, he's he's the best. <laughs> I would I would think so. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> He's like, he gives me like a pound and shit when I said, like, come over, give me a pound. I'm like, Joe, what's up? And I'm like, oh, it's my guy. He's like, yeah, you know, that's my dude. You know, he's on TV. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Don't sweat it. Yeah, no big deal. It's like, my man is like, and I don't get into like what he does like on TV. Cause like, I'm like, uh, cause I'm sure he gets hounded about that shit all the time. It's like, yo, what do you think about this shit? Uh, but he's like, uh, and I'll, I'll even like kind of look at people when I was like, like, listen, man, right now the world is fucked. What do you think about this? Because he has to comment on. He's let's just say that like politics is his thing. Got it on TV okay. politics. All right. Now so like, and the people coming from like, and I'm like, listen, that motherfucker talks about this shit all day long. <laughs> yeah, when I like, you know, maybe ask him how his day might be, or you know. I, uh, if you want to get into that, is there, there's right. a different direction. So, yeah. all right. Question number three. What is your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing you're like, you know what? Don't fucking do that, please. I don't like when strangers buy women drinks. Uh, if you've built like a sort of like a... Like a conversation, okay. Then I think that's I think that's cool. And it's like, hey, you know what? It's like it's good, it's been good talking to you. Uh, what's your name, Rachel? Rachel, can I get? I'm about to get myself a drink. Can I get you and your your homegirl a drink? Then that and and, and it's organic. And I'm like, that's kind of cool, right? Me is when like a dude, and it's always a dude who's always like. Let me get let me get these girls a couple of drinks right over here, and I'm just because I'm like and I'm like, dude, it's, I don't, I don't do that. Don't do that in here because it's so it's first off that move is whack. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 corny because like in essence, what you just said is like it's like I want to talk to somebody, but I'm gonna get these people to talk to me by buying them a drink, and I just don't. I just not the kind of bar I want to be at. And I don't do that when I go out, so I don't. I don't like when dudes do that too. 
That's actually my number one pet peeve. I don't like when dudes like will try to buy girls for drinks to sort of like. It, and also, I would just think too because it's like it really boils down to the transactional relationship. Like I'm right. buying your time now. Here's right. the drink. I get to talk to you for the 15 minutes that we have the drink. You are tethered right. now to me because I have purchased you the drink. Yeah, like yeah, it is. It's sleazy. I I, I understand. It's, it's sincere, and it's from like another era of like we're in a we're in a different time. Yeah. Like, Acting like that is just that's just not cool. I mean, yeah, I get it, man. So don't do that out there, folks. Please do not buy women drinks. You look like a fucking loser. Work, you know, talk to them first, right? Yeah. And if you're there, do it. But open shitty opener. Shitty yeah, yeah, no. It's like you just you can't you can't roll in hot and be like, mm-hmm. look at this, look at these these girls some drinks. You're like, mm-hmm. no, that's okay. It's a top five, probably number one. Don't like that. Don't do it. All right. Question four. If you owned your bar, if you owned a bar, what would you name it? What would George's bar be? I mean, it's got to be play. It's got to, it's got to, it's definitely going to be a play on like my whole moniker, my get her done. So it's got to be like a, your good friend or sure. friends or friendlies. <laughs> you might run into some trouble with friendlies, I think. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I forgot about friendlies. <laughs> but like, but like, it, it definitely have like a friendship vibe to it. Okay. Which is like, uh, oddly enough, like a lot of bars is like, that's that, that means it's like, it's like we, cool, we cool with everything, which is like, oh yeah, that's, that'd be kind of my, my, my place too. So like, yeah, it's like friend, it had to have friend in the title. Probably, it'd probably be your good friends. You're good friends. I like, we're, good, we're good friends. I was I was gonna say it, but again, it's not my question to answer. But in my heart, I wanted you to say you're good friends. Yeah, and you're good friends. You're good friends. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, I might need to scrap this comedy thing and fucking open a bar. <laughs> we're good friends. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it, man. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, final question: What is your favorite drink to have when you're out? What do you drink? Well, I'm more about self-destruction than I am about taste. So I actually have to <laughs> I go out post like work or post like like a concert or post stand-up show. Mm-hmm. Even after, like when I'm done bowling. Like it's a beer and a shot. But yeah. a sneaky like I've turned into like loving like cocktails. So like if I'm like on a date and I'm like I'm not trying to get like completely like blackout drunk, sure. I like I'm a I'm a big cocktail person. I like a the a, a good penicillin. Okay. Um, uh, which is a Scotch-based drink, uh, with a sugar ginger, I believe, lemon juice. Uh, it's two kinds of scotches: lemon juice and a, a little bit of ginger. I think I'm missing an ingredient. Maybe simple syrup. It's delicious. And I'm also really into the Gold Rush which is also a cocktail, which is a bourbon-based drink. Uh, honey, lemon juice is, is also delicious and dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, and dangerous. Yeah, no, I've uh, actually, there's a bar up the block. They've, uh, they've reopened just like to go cocktails. Sure. And I was like, and, and they're friends of mine. And I was like, it's not really about the money. I just want to give you all some money. Right. Can I get those 
They're like, yeah, we'll make you a whatever you want. I was like, I got a gold rush to go. And they're like, oh, okay. Oops. So yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a phenomenal drink. And I believe it's bourbon, lemon juice and honey. That, uh, I was going to, that's a, a lot of different directions. Um, I like yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's a good drink. Um, for a good friend. Yes. It's, there you go. There you go. So, all right. You know, uh, that, so those are our five questions, right? Okay. And now, uh, again, thank you. Uh, thank you for bringing us into your world with that. Uh, now we're going to get into our final segment, which is what were you drinking? So part of the show is where I go into my Facebook timeline because I have some of the messier people uh, in the universe who post things that one would only assume you must be drunk uh, to write this and share uh-huh. world. So now you being a bartender, having seen uh, so many people drink uh, so many things, uh, it's up to you uh, to diagnose what you think they might've been drinking when they were. Okay. Okay. Um, and I will also say to kind of give you an idea of what they wrote. Um, I will also tell you the number of potential exclamation points or question marks that are in okay. there. Okay. okay. That may guide you on this. All right. So I will change the names to protect the uh, individuals involved here. Sure, sure, sure. Here we go. All right. Dave, get off that meth. Meth is in all caps. Dave, get off that meth. You got babies to take care of. Eight exclamation points. Boom. Finally, someone said it. Five exclamation points. So I'll read it without uh, that. Dave. No, I, think I got it. I think I oh, got it. Oh, you got it? All right. Dave. So, like, I think because of the aggressive nature of – is he all caps and exclamation points? Um, no. Uh, Dave, the only thing that's in all caps is meth. Meth, okay. So that that's, like, anybody who's, like, doing caps and exclamation points – is drinking something aggressive. Okay. Yeah, so, oh, for sure. So they're either drinking, they're drinking something brown for sure. Mm. I, think that's a, I think that's either a whiskey soda or a Jack and Coke. Yep. I could, I could see, I could feel that. Because like, it's like, they're, they're, they're clearly like angry. That's that. So that's some brown liquor shit. Dave has been doing math for too long. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe no, I'm going to go with Jack and Coke. I think Jack and Coke. Okay. All right. Fair. And, you know, again, I defer to you. You have seen right. uh, so many people drinking and could sense the anger, right? Yeah. Because yeah. there's a, again, there's a lot of exclamation points. <laughs> and yeah, you, also, you're not beer. You're not, you do an all caps, you ain't drinking beer. No, 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 not at all. And also, finally, and in, in this person wrote, finally, someone said it. Finally. It's been building up for so long, and no one has said anything. Because I'm building, I'm seeing the scenario in my hand, and I can see them with the drink. Mm-hmm. And it's like, finally, and they're just spilling that shit. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Jack and Coke. Coke, Jack and Coke, Jack and Coke. it is. Um, we'll, and we'll take that. We're going to take <laughs> Judges, judges, yes, we will accept, uh, we'll accept Jack. Yeah, we'll accept that. We'll accept that. Yeah, well, you have control of the board. Uh, so uh, thank you. Uh, again, thank you for the diagnosis of uh, what were you drinking. 
And, you know, that'll, that'll do it for us. Um, you know, this was really fun. I'm really glad uh, I got a, got a chance to chop it up with you. Um, uh, this, is, this has made my day, my week, and probably 2020 so far. Ah, <laughs> get the hell well, I've been, I haven't thought about those two stories in Lord knows how long. And uh, it's funny, like, I was, gonna, I was definitely going to tell the gun story because that's just so bizarre. That's fucking but, like, but I haven't done a riprap and I haven't done about riprap in 10 years. I mean, I guess now I'm going to listen to some riprap. Finally. Yeah, throw it on, man. Um, yeah. yeah, he actually has a pretty, uh, there's a pretty good song with him in Action Bronx and uh, Water Sports. It's a pretty good song. Um, but look it up. Look it up. Um, reason, I think I kind of remember that when I was like, because I had to find out what the big deal was. But no, it's like, shout out to riprap. I mean, staying in the game for 10 plus years. And there's, it's also a really, really cool video, too, um, to look up. So go on. Um, All right, I'll check it out. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll do it for us. Uh, George, you got anything you want to plug before we, uh, before we roll? Uh, not really, but, like, it's, it's just, like, it's been, like, uh, two years since my record came out. It's called You're a Good Friend. Mm-hmm. All, like, uh, platforms, and it's short. It's, like, 42 minutes, but... I feel I should sort of do like another blast for the people who aren't doing anything. It was like, we weren't able to get it two years ago or whatever the fuck. So my record's called You're a Good Friend. Uh, it's on Spotify. and Go get it. Uh, Pandora. What is it Pandora? Uh, yeah, Pandora. Radio. I don't know. You can get it wherever, wherever albums are. I'm really, really bad at plugging myself. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, your good friend is a, uh, is a uh, good friend. Right, uh, Absolutely. little wood, but yes, go go get his album, go check it out. Uh, and, you know, and go, of course, uh, this podcast, Open Bar Talk at Gmail dot com, uh, Open Bar Talk on Instagram. Follow us both there. Uh, you know, or you know, follow me, uh, follow the show. Uh, you know, we appreciate everybody who listens. Uh, and you know, if you want to find this show again, you can do that. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio are all places to download this show. And of course, rate, review, subscribe, uh, you know, go back and listen to the old episodes. You know, you have uh, some really great stories uh, from all across the country of uh, bartenders who've got some wild shit going on in their lives uh, that they want to share with us. So, uh, you know, of course, um, you know, again, write us, you know, I'd love to hear from anybody uh, who's got some shit. Uh, and of course, if, you know, stay safe out there, folks, you know, stay the fuck inside, wear a mask, do all those things because this is fucking crazy times and support your local bar and your bartenders. If your bar's got to go fund me, go fucking donate some money. They've been taking care of you for a very long time. And it's important that you do the same for them because they need it. Um, you know, of course, George, thank you again uh, for coming through. I appreciate it, man. Man, thanks for having me. Seriously, this has been a, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy this, man. Um, and so, you know, of course I uh, download this episode, share it out, tell everybody, And, of course, put a water between each drink if you're rocking it, and I'll catch you on the next one.